Hello, everyone listening. I am Max. This is a podcast that I've started. Um, Just kind of starting on this journey. Don't really know what it's going to be, where it's going to go, what's going to happen to it. I have like some goals in mind, but it's mostly just kind of like a creative expression for me and my partners, Kyle and Marshall. Um, We're going to pop in from time to time and do our own things. Uh, This first episode is kind of just like uh, a talk between Kyle and I. We did some skincare one morning and I I just wanted to record us talking, see where it would go. Um, From time to time, Kyle might come in and share the tale that he's been working on. It's a tale of magic and wands and sorcery and alternate dimensions and all that fun crazy stuff um we uh there's an episode that i have in the can it's in the can with marshall where we're doing makeup and we're talking about makeup so listen this is a full production it's been funded by nasa it's been funded by tesla elon musk is behind us 100%. We're working on getting into the stock market. We're working on going public. Right now we're very private. It's a very small operation. There is going to be ad space. There's going to be everything. This is a professional operation. 100%. I am not in a closet right now. I am in a gorgeous, just oak encrusted marble granite top studio in Los Angeles in little Los Angeles in New York I am here with no one because no one can afford to be in my studio right now because it's all me baby that's how important this podcast is okay We are recording from the moon. We're recording from Mars. We are, we're light years ahead of all the other podcasts. And that's why you're listening right now, isn't it? Because you know this intuitively. You know that when you're listening to this podcast that currently doesn't have a name, um, we're working on that too. That's how exclusive and profound this podcast is going to be, um, you know that when you're listening to this yet-to-be-named podcast that you are getting just the, the most interesting content you can possibly... You, can't, you know what? You can't even imagine it. That's how profound and life-changing it's going to be, okay? So you can keep listening, or you can't. It doesn't really matter. But if you want to ride this train that we're all on together um, on this podcast journey with us. If you want to see where we're going, what we're doing, if you want your life to change for um, probably the better, but you never know, (laughs) Um, then keep listening. Um, Yeah, this is, and I I hope you'd enjoy today's episode. Um, Like I said before, it is a conversation between Kyle and I while we're doing face masks. I learned some harsh truths about the world, um, what kind of, what kind of tenants we have, um, who is sharing our space at all times with us, um, yeah, we, we talk about that, um, talk about the importance of skincare. There's some discussion about Santa Claus. Um, yeah, it was a fun conversation. I think I, I think I, I think we did it like right before I went to work. So, um, I hope you enjoy, um, my guest and possibly future co-host. We don't know yet today, Kyle, um, as we, just talk about whatever. All right, thanks guys. Well, 
Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. It doesn't have a name quite yet, but one day it journey. I'm here with Butthole McGee. McGee, also known as Kyle Trubira. Yes, we're using our government names. Why? And I'm Max Griffin. Because the government doesn't exist. Okay, we're going to cut to a commercial break. <laughs> Are you tired? Are you hungry? Gassy. Gassy. Are you fat? Are you skinny? Are you oily? Do you have. Are you dry? Are you moist? Do you have hair? Do you have legs? Do you have fingers? Do you breathe? Do you exhale? Do you walk? Do you walk? Do you sometimes look at things? Do you worry? Do you feel loved? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel constipated? Do you, Do you some- feel angry? Do you sometimes send a thin stream of urine out the tip of your urethra? Clean your toilet. Do you have the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you scared of getting the coronavirus? Then you should probably stay off the fucking TV or off the internet. This ad has been brought to you by the Earth. So the date is July. dying in the streets. People are dropping dead in hospitals. People are protesting people dying in the streets. People are protesting people dying in hospitals. People are protesting people protesting dying people in protesting the streets. People are wearing face masks. There are now literally listen. 7 months ago, I got really sick. I don't remember how many, how long ago I got sick, but I got really sick. I went to CVS, and I was like, do you guys have, like, face coverings, face masks? And um, she directed me to them, and they were on the bottom shelf of, I don't even know, like, the Band-Aid section. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And now look at them, top shelf, Target. They're on the, they're on the end cap now, bitch. They're on the back-to-school section. They're the in. <laughs> the marketing has done very well. Done very well. No. Um, we have shit on our face. We have shit on our face. We're doing masks. It's okay. I don't really see the self-care. I think that's an interesting topic for discussion, maybe. I'm willing to be convinced, though. Mm-hmm. Why don't you see the self-care? Because to me, self-care comes from within. And I feel like... I haven't found yet from where within um, 
putting things on your face. Besides, like, a, a, the, your classic cucumber slice. Like, tried and tested. I don't know how people, like, always put mud on their face. Yeah. I like how you are the cucumber, the one thing that's, like, been proven that doesn't actually work. Is it a cucumber? It's typically what it's, like, just, um, represented as. Doesn't really do anything, though. Just nice. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to like like where, where does the line get drawn between self care and like you just like buying products. You can say that about anything. Those are yoga yoga clothes. Mm-hmm. Workout clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, health smoothies, vitamins. Mm-hmm. Let me say that about anything. Like where's the where do you draw the line though? Like everything can everything can go too far and has the potential to go too far. Um, but like I mean, when I mean, did? I mean, why do you have to like already go to the destination when you haven't even started the journey? Because I guess I'm I'm still trying to figure out if it's a journey that I even want to be on. Mm. So you think that only like taking care of the inside of your body is like the only thing you can do. No, because I shower. So there's a little bit, like I recognize the importance of like getting dirt off of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've always been like, or I've been brainwashed, maybe, they probably. <laughs> So, like, what does that mean, though? Just like, that's just dirt and oil yeah. in my nose? Yeah, those look dirt Like, what, ha- what would have happened if that dirt and oil had stayed in there? So your pores start to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and as you get older, you know how that thing happens where, like, your face cauliflowers? As men get older? Like, I know, like, the dead nose. Like that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Really? From blackheads? It's a combination of that and, like, poor diet. I mean, like, we have a good diet. But it's still... Look at those ones. They have, like, black black on the tips. What does that mean? That's a concentration. Wow. Or you get something black on your skin. This is probably from the makeup that you did, the gray makeup. All that time ago? Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done a nose peel before. Do you, do you think were these alive? Are these alive? There's there's little living organisms in your skin, yeah. Oh. They're like little worms. Little worms. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? They like live in your pores. There are little worms that live in my pores. Do you want to watch the video? Do you think it'll make you feel better? Yeah. What well, lives in my pores? You should be able to. Okay. It sounds like a novel. Meet the mites that live on your face. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the video you watch? This one? Maybe one of those I don't remember. Deep look? Gross science? Which one should I get? I like my coconut but vanilla all day. Inclusivity. Oh, this is a PBS bitch. Hey, <gasps> you've got something on your face. Well, more like living in your face. Can't see them? Here, we'll show you. Researchers no. just use a little glue. Don't try this at home. No. Ow. When that thin layer of skin comes off, it takes some tiny hair follicles, Mm. that barely visible peach fuzz, with it. Those follicles that came out look like a miniature forest. And inside some of them, that's a face mite. That's a whitehead. Entomologist That's Michelle a blackhead. Troutline at the California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco studies these long-term tenants of ours. They've got eight oh. little legs. Ooh. 
because Ooh. they're actually arachnids oh, related fuck. to <laughs> and spiders. Face spiders. You went from worms. Yep. You almost certainly have dozens of spiders. these stowaways on you right now and don't even know it. You know what? Usually, your immune system keeps them in check. But in rare cases, a population boom causes a red rash. But don't freak out. Seriously. They're actually not such bad house guests. You're not born with them. Face mites are passed down so from parent to baby. They spend their days tucked right inside our hair follicles, next to the hair. All cozy. I can't stop touching my face now. You just See that yellow stuff? It's sebum. Sebum. That greasy oil your skin makes to protect itself from drying out. That's terrifying. That's what face mites eat. Mm -hmm. When you're asleep, they climb out to the surface and mate before crawling back into your pores to lay their eggs. So that's fun. But if you're thinking about scrubbing them all off, forget it. You'll never get rid of all of them. And here's the weirdest part of all. Face mites don't have an anus. That's the weirdest part. They just eat and eat, but never poop. Oh my god, well that's nice. That they've not made a vast landscape of skin into their own personal kingdom. Just think of them as a natural, maybe even healthy, part of your skin ecosystem. Now that you know that, you never have to be lonely again. When I die, what are, what are the face oh, mites yes, going to do? Oh yes, we've got even more things that want to hang out with you. Why? With these acrobatic headlights. When did you watch this video and why didn't you tell me immediately about this? Why would you share that with me? Hey, do you want something that's going to make it very hard to like, exist for a while? <laughs> so, there's probably, I probably got some fucking face mites. Oh, you for sure did. Face spiders. Do you feel like we're the same way with the earth? Yeah. I feel like if the earth had a YouTube channel, it would be like, there are these little tiny monkeys that live on the dry skin. And it was only too recently that they started uh, really not being so great for it. I don't know. Everything's meaningless, so I might as well just have like positive habits that like reinforce self-confidence then have ones that are like well okay, I don't care about my skin nobody cares about it who cares people care about the skin mm -hmm. it is part of being included in society is like you have to like adhere to some standards mm -hmm. I wish that could be like the common jumping off point for all of society is that everything is meaningless that's something that I like wish that everyone would understand yeah but it's also very Hopeless for children. Oh, to hear that message. Yeah. yeah. There has to be a way to teach kids about meaning. You have to tell them that you bring meaning to, them, to your your existence. Oh. It is up to you to bring meaning to your existence. Yeah. Else. Yeah. It's that way. It's less about telling them that everything's meaningless. Mm -hmm. More, you're still giving them that message, but you're wrapping it up in like mm -hmm. some some salami. Do you think it would be like a harsh? I feel like kids first learn this, like, the the common trope is, like, um, with Santa Claus. Yeah, it's, like, the same I feel like that's, like, the a rite of passage I for kids. I always saw Santa Claus as, like, a way to really kind of fuck your kids up when it comes to honesty. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think a parent should ever lie to a child. If a kid asks a question... Mm-hmm. That seems a little inappropriate for their age. Mm -hmm. Give them an honest answer, and they will tell you whether or not they're ready to know that. Mm -hmm. They'll walk away. They'll be like, "Ew, gross," or whatever. Like they wouldn't want to continue the conversation because they themselves know that they're not ready. Mm -hmm. um, but as soon as you lie to them, especially about something so big mm -hmm. for them, they're like, "There's fucking magic." Like for real, I was born in a world where there's like fucking magic. Um, I think that trust is kind of broken. 
Mm-hmm. It's like the beginning, because it's, and I'm not a psychologist. I don't, I only pretend to be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so revoke my license if you like. But it seems like one of our major defining moments of childhood, like the shift in our society, at least in American society, is when a kid finds out that Santa Claus is real. Mm-hmm. It's even, it's such a big shift, and we don't really acknowledge it as such a big shift, but it's such a big shift that there's even a trope for people who who, who like to, you know, break the news to kids. Like, yeah. there's a whole, like, oh my God, culture the, around that. The Voldemort dies. Yeah. For people who run through the the crowd of people waiting to go see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have culture built, like, a subculture built around mm-hmm. just that. It's such a, a huge impact in our world. Yeah. At least our American world. It's like, these poor kids, it's like, remember we were talking about the other night about, like, coming out of the vagina? Mm-hmm. And just like, oh my god. And I've, you're, and then you're a kid and you're like, okay, like, this world isn't so bad. Yeah. It's like a magic. And then... You're, you parents, come out of another parents, vagina. <laughs> my parents, the people who were said to have protected me, were pulling out first thing right now. Our masks. Um, you know, the parents who be protecting me and like loving me and telling me everything and helping me out. They're at the like, they're at the heart of it. They're mm-hmm. the, they're the, the first liars. Mm-hmm. They're your first. Um, they're your first sources of love and support, and also your Just first kind of, source of yeah. For the most part, as long as long as like you're not like, this is this is generalization. A lot yeah. of people do grow up in like abusive households, so it's I guess even more so true. Just less of the love and affection in the beginning. Yeah, we're we're making like big generalizations here. Um, Definitely. But it, I mean that that's that's that that's when communication breaks down pretty pretty quickly in in those scenarios where yeah you you you're born in a world where your parents are abusing you. You're definitely not going to feel inclined to like share your feelings to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, back on topic about the Santa Claus. It mm. seems like it's the first like huge separation between parent and child. I'm saying this from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't have children, nor do I want my own children. I eventually went to like foster children, but. I'm, I'm trying to think like is there any like is there anything earlier than that school no I think like, like kids like test. school yeah no, I don't, not every kid likes school yeah. it's, it's their first social test yeah that's like the social test Santa Claus is like reality test it's the first like illusion that gets shattered god damn but you know what like there's some people out there that are like, people are gonna have to learn one way, one way, another eventually. It's coming for us all. The veil is gonna be lifted. About what? About just. Santa Claus? He won't be. Well, that's the and problem, is like, why? There won't, have, there won't be a veil if you put the veil there to begin with. Well, okay, I'm saying there is a veil for us all, which is death. Because that nobody I, put there for us. It's not there because it's been placed there by people that we like. We're we are brought up in a society um, that like shields death, mm-hmm. and we we it's like Voldemort. We don't speak of it. We rarely say its name. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think, a big shame. Yeah. Um, so that veil is there by people. People place it. It's not like we wake we wake up. I, I doubt it. You know, I'm sure children have definitely have that like, kind of innocence. Mm. Like, you know, on on one hand, I can see the the value of a of the Santa Claus, but the problem is no one treat no one treats Santa Claus as a rite of passage moment. They're like, let's convince this kid that it's, that it's real instead of like, I would love, I would, I think it'd be funny if, or not funny, I think it would be good if so why, there were. What does Santa Claus teach? To give? To let go of, of stories. <laughs> Eventually we're all going to have to let go of... I know, but, okay, so... 
we have stories that we tell children. That's how we pass along a lot of information, mm-hmm. a lot of social information. Mm-hmm. Um, strangers, you know, don't talk to them. But we tell them also that this is a story. We don't set up a scene in our living room, you know, based around that story, and then leave clues or like packages that have to pertain to that story and tell that, you know, tell that child, hey, can you imagine a parent, can you imagine if a parent, like, on the 11th birthday of their child, had an owl deliver a Hogwarts letter to their kid? Can you imagine if I parented that to a child? Oh my god. That's literally what, well, that's essentially what the Bible is. (laughs) This is essentially what. You have to explain that to me. What, really? Yeah. The Bible, okay. Harry Potter is a book. The Bible is a book. Christians, for the most part, believe that everything in this Bible is real. They go to church for it. They're like, look, Jesus, yeah, he really died. He really, all this really happened. It's the same as, like, if you were to, like, get a fucking owl to come and deliver something, you're basically, you're telling the kid, it's all real. It's all real. It's a bit of a stretch. I don't think so. i workshop it. I did. I mean, do you not think, I know, I know that there's, if you're, if you're talking about, like, fundamental differences in the story of, like, biblical stories. Like, it's a book. Mm-hmm. So your comparison is, like, there's two books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one book is trying to convince people of something. And the other book is trying to convince people of something, but that's not the case. One well, yeah, is I don't think. One book trying to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. The other book is a book about a boy who lived. Mm-hmm. I'm and s- I'm talking about parents like taking that fantasy. Yeah. And like, I guess we do do it. I can kind of see where you're talking. I think religion is kind of a fantasy. You bring it into your house. You bring like crucifixes into your house. Mm-hmm. I can see that aspect of it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I guess I didn't like as you. Like didn't understand that connection. Mm-hmm. You didn't really explain it. Um, like say that like we bring religious relics into our yeah into our house. Mm-hmm. But you're you are right though that the Bible like people treat it as more of like a guide to existence. Mm-hmm. Can't really say that about Harry Potter. No, Harry Potter I mean, is people try, but it just yeah. There's not a lot. Of, like it's not like Harry's a good person. Yeah. And okay, so prophe- um, prophes- prophesized to be a hero, and that's yeah. not like as much of a good person. Just like ah, to do this, he just always seems be- like begrudging. Like we would do stuff begrudgingly. Uh, it has to be. Uh, I guess I'll die for everyone. I-, I would see Neville as a good person because he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he was like supposed to be the other fairy. Between him or Harry, mm-hmm. you know, it could happen to either one. Um, Neville still did anything that made him a better person. I don't know, he could have done it for like reasons to be more polite because he was picked on as a kid, so his reasons might not be completely altruistic. And I would say, though, and so going back to Santa Claus, I would say Santa is more like the Bible then because. Because of You're the whole, kids to be good yeah, be so good, that, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. So it's a little more. So imagine, a, imagine if people did that with religion, yeah. And then like around like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, they're like, oh yeah, you know, Jesus isn't real. <laughs> it's been your parents the whole time. Oh my god. That's essentially what they're doing. The past, the pastor we go to. He's just a, he's, he's a fake. He's just wearing a costume. He's just trying to fucking grab that little sweet 13 year old. I heard something funny the other day. It's like, can you be the Pope and not be. Can, is there such thing as a heterosexual Pope? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know a lot of heterosexual men who want to like, abstain from sex. Preach. <laughs> usually, I mean, I don't know a lot of gay men do, but usually, if they are repressed gay men, they're more likely to want to abstain from sex because it makes them feel immense shame. And usually, people go with immense shame 
feel like they have to do some kind of good, they have to like answer a higher call, a how like the cons from higher power, mm-hmm. um, to make amends for the, the evil that they feel that is inside of them. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely a trope. The guy, the person who like raped an entire village of mermaids. Like feels remorse. It's like Bill Gates. What? I don't think Epstein started doing anything godlike or Christ-like towards the end. Are you worried about the day when? Are you like? What's your opinion on on deep fakes and shit? Like, so far, we can tell when someone's using filters, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everyone's saying that there is going to come a day when there's just going to be these crazy, insane pictures that no one is going to be able to tell. I think the internet... So, this is... This is my hot take. Uh-huh. I don't think the internet's going to be as prevalent or, like, for... <clears throat> at the forefront of our society as we think it is. Okay. I think it is a fad that will fall, um, I think it's a fad that will, will, will get boring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still in like the, I don't know, year 20, where it's just like, of the internet. Yeah. And it's just getting like, better and faster, but there's going to be a point where it's like, oversaturated and nobody's going to give a shit. Like, especially kids who grew up with it, they're like, mm-hmm. it's been there. Forever. It's always going to be there. Can I try to digest your hot take? Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like... So what you're saying is... When... When we crawled out of the ocean... Jesus, you're taking it back. Long, long time ago. (laughs) You're saying that... (laughs) I told you. (laughs) So it's like... We're like... Okay, there's enough water. I don't need this water anymore. The internet is just going to be, like, everywhere. Everything's going to be connected. We're just going to be like, okay, great. There's this huge ocean of information. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of it. Yeah. We're going to crawl out of the internet. Yeah. What are we going to be? I don't know. I don't know that part. I can't predict technology. Just social, social habits. You and I are probably going to be the last generation for hundreds of years probably until the internet goes kaput that like remember a brief period of time before the internet I mean there was to me it was just so brief it was just super super brief for me like yeah I was probably in middle school when I started we were four so we didn't have the internet until too. Mm-hmm. I remember compu- I remember like computers and laptops in elementary school, but they weren't connected to the internet. They just like ran these like little programs. Yeah. These little games, these little programs. Um, there wasn't the internet until my grandma had AOL, and then the familiar sound of the dial-up modem. Yeah. Oh my god. Someone. Um, this podcast is also sponsored by AOL. Um, I'm sure that like this generation that's being born now will probably be very weary of it because it's gonna be filled with like nonsense. They don't understand the references yet. Like, when they start watching it, they're going to watch everything out of reference, and it's just, like, nonsense. Mm-hmm. Usually that nonsense, it's funny because there's, a, like, it's referencing something else, it's referencing something else, and it yeah. reminds us of that. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that reference. Yeah. Um, and in the past, media has been, like, at least more concerned with at least keeping, like, everyone within the loop when you're watching something new. Mm-hmm. The movie, you're not going to just start... I mean, I, 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 it, I think, has officially changed because mm-hmm. of the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, you can't... You can. But I imagine it'd be very hard to watch Infinity War 
an end game mm-hmm. without watching any of the other ones. Mm. Um, and that it's been that that hasn't really ever happened in like mainstream movies mm-hmm. because you want to be able to tell a story where everyone can participate. Um, but can you imagine having to do that for the fucking internet? Like a joke, just for one joke, one meme. How that meme got there? I think my opinion on it is this and it draws from when okay so like the first movie I remember watching mm-hmm. is Ferngully mm-hmm. you could say one of two things about Ferngully so okay well let's start with my memory of Ferngully I loved it loved the movie because I was a little kid I was like ooh cool like cool pictures and blah 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 um, people, you could you could describe Fern Gully as an original movie if you wanted to, because it uh, kind of is. You can make the argument, or you can like go back and say, Fern Gully is uh, came from a long yeah came from a long line of Dances with Wolves, which then lead, led to Pocahontas, Avatar. It's just in that same like chain. Mm-hmm. I just happened to spring into existence when Fern Gully was mm-hmm. on a part of that chain. I didn't really like need to know about Dances with Wolves mm-hmm. in order to get Fern Gully. Mm-hmm. I feel like with kids see like a funny meme on the internet if as long, here's the thing it goes back as long as it's funny, as long as but it's the, entertaining. But the, the meme yeah, the meme itself would have to be funny for, on its own, but yeah. for the most part memes happen because they are a reference mm-hmm. to something. Mm-hmm. A direct reference, and it's not like it sets up a meme. There's nothing mm-hmm. like before the meme set up the meme. Mm-hmm. There are some there are some memes though that are kind of self containing, like the one like the girlfriend looking at the guy who's turning around and looking at another hot girl. But you can kind of just get if that. You're, I don't if know you're what raised the f- in, a, in a, like say you're raised in a world where gender isn't really an issue when it comes to dating. They could just be friends. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's still reference in that meme of like. Social, there's definitely social like a society yeah. there's two people cheating cheating like cheating gender a, 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 a monogamous couple mm-hmm. two people that might not like I doubt that's going to be a case in the mm-hmm. future um, I like the ones where it's like old people are up late and they're like uh, staring at the, the blue glow of the computer uh, <laughs> oh my god um, I, I mean I could be wrong I just think it's I think it's another tool that, that yes, we'll be like integrating in our everyday life mm. for sure. But it's uh, it's not going to be as as exciting as it is now. For sure. I was listening to like a history of YouTube, mm-hmm. and it seems like every here's the thing with humans. It seems like everything starts off as like really entertaining, innocent. Mm-hmm. YouTube when it first started was cat videos, mm-hmm. animals doing dumb things. Um, uh, the world that World of Warcraft video, something mm-hmm. Jenkins. What was it, Jenkins? Leroy. Jenkins. Yeah, Leroy Jenkins. Just like ridiculous stuff. And then over time, it's the what is it? The law of entropy or something? A fucking a system gets more chaotic the longer it, the longer it exists. So I think the internet started off as all fun and games, but ciao. That shit ain't funny, no more. There's only so much we can do. There's only so much we can film. We will come to a like, tipping point. I feel like entertainment in 50 years is just gonna be like um, watching People a show. live feed of a rock, a stone. Sorry. People shitting. People shitting. Just live, live feeds of, of like the inside lives. of a toilet. Yeah. Oh, a live feed of someone's life. Yeah, there could definitely be a market for that, like with Big Brother. Um, um, the Big Brother experience with like Big, Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, if we make it that far, that might actually just drive us like crazy. The thing is, like, when you think of, like, step back and think about, like, what we do when it comes to our phones. What our phones allow us to do and what we do with it and what's become normal. Mm-hmm. 
it is a little weird. You're like obsessed with looking at ourselves in these little black, like, I hate saying it, but like these little black mirrors. Seeing our reflections, um, taking pictures of ourselves, mm-hmm. watching other people take pictures of themselves, mm-hmm. other people watching themselves, mm-hmm. and then we send it to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's me looking at me, like, a lot of the go to feeds on in, Insta Story or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just people like literally filming themselves looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I follow a lot of drag queens, so of course that's what it's going to look like for them. Um, it's also their food, mm-hmm. um, their babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's weird. You know? Here's, mm-hmm. a, here's a video of me like looking at myself. Sometimes I wonder... Sometimes I wonder if it's actually weird or if we're the generation that needs to think that it's weird in order we're the transition. to, like, temper... The, yeah, we're the transition generation. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I wonder that, like, do, yeah. I, act, do I actually think it's weird or am I just, like... The transition. Well, it's because for the next generation mm-hmm. after us, it's the norm. Yeah. It's what they've always known. Mm-hmm. And it's probably... We might be contributing to, the, to it becoming a norm because we're, like... Because you know what humans hate more than almost goddamn anything? is people telling you not to do something. So if we're like, stay off the internet, stay off your phones, stop taking pictures of yourself. I feel like people are just going to, yeah. (laughs) Screw you, Grandpa. (laughs) I feel like people are just going to start doing it more. You kids need to get off your phones. Oh my god, we're all just we're all just face mites on the earth. Oh my god. Ugh, face mites. Face mites on the earth. Face mites on the that crater face don't want that crater face i got some oily pores actually it's just oil the humans they fucking up my face the humans they digging down deep they trying to get that oil they're trying to run their cars they're trying to run the moon they're trying to get to mars they're trying to go all these places that they can't but i'm just gonna say fuck you humans yo fuck you humans yo fuck you fuck you humans yo fuck you i'm gonna make it hotter in here I'm gonna make it hotter in here. I'm gonna raise the seat. I'm gonna melt the ice. I'm gonna come in your face and piss all on your mice. I fucking hate you, humans. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you, humans. You get up. Because to me, rap is very intense. Have you ever heard like a? a have you ever heard a? a I know, but they don't go to like. Like, they don't go to rape and pissing and... Like, you don't... There's nowhere to build in the storytelling of a rap or anything. Mm-hmm. If that's where you go to. I will consent that rap is an art form that I have not spent a lot of time with. I mean, with. do you think... Can you imagine if... What else can... I'm just saying don't limit yourself by going to, like, the most extreme. Especially with comedy. Mm, yeah. 
Because where else, like, what, what, what else is Lauren Hill going to rap about after she raps about, like, shit and, and piss and rape? Do you know what I mean? More shit, piss, and rape. Yeah. There's nothing, like, as, like... So you're, saying, so you're saying I should start with, like, blades of grass? Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. The sunset. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love a sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking love a sunset. It's so beautiful. Colors in the and sky. I, I, I will challenge you to never use yo again. Eh. Eh. How many times Eh. Eh. You're Canadian now, at least. Eh. Oh. Sun. Setting. It's going. Down. The colors are going. Down. Down. All day, it was yellow. Now it's turning purple. Blues. Pinks. Is that a cloud in the sky? Oh. Now that cloud's blue, too. Now it's purple. Now it's orange. It's a sunset. The sun is going down. But you know what? It's not actually the sun moving. It's just the earth spinning, girl. It's just the earth spinning. Earth spinning round and round. Spinning round and round It's on its little axis It's on its actual tilt And when it spins around The sun looks like it's rising and setting Oh, oh The sun rises in the east The sun sets in the west East, west, west, east But what happens in the north? That's where the ice caps are there's ice caps in the north. There's ice caps in the south. They're super duper cold. They're kind of super dry. The earth doesn't like us living on its face. We're digging up the oil, eating all the dirt, polluting all the oceans. Something that rhymes with dirt. Can I have a water? I feel like somebody who like, knows Nicki Minaj's raps. Has such a slow flow. Sorry. I mean, I told you, I don't... I just heard on the radio that someone who, like, has been rapping for, like, years. Um. But you, like, you learn flow from other rappers. Yeah, but I know I haven't spent a lot of time, like, flowing myself. Mm. In... 2020, we have a three-digit number that tells us our worth. It's called a credit score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it tells you how hard you've been trying, how good you look, how mm-hmm. how much you're worth. The higher the number, the more you're worth. You could have five cents stuck in the crack of your booty and that could be all the money you have in the world but god damn it if you have a 800 credit score is there anything we can end it with have a good day alright everyone I hope you liked that talk between Kyle and I uh, I'm now going to be playing one of my favorite piano pieces from this really sweet old lady. Um, she is an Ethiopian nun, pianist, and composer. I just watched um, a little short video about her. Um, everyone was doing a tribute concert for her, and she just looks like the sweetest person. I don't know if I've ever heard her speak or if I know much about her other than her music, but she looks um, like the nicest person you will ever meet in your life. Her name is Emma Hoy Segway Mariam Gebru, and this is called Homesickness from her album Ethiopiques, um, Ethiopia Songs. Here you go.